So this is the Ben Porat Yosef, which is one of three volumes that the Toldos Yaakov Yosef wrote. He was a Talmud of the Baal Shem HaKadosh, slightly older than the Daigle. The Daigle quotes him a lot. The Rav Mipolnoi, the Yaakov Yosef Mipolnoi. Because his name was Yaakov Yosef, the first Sefer is called Toldos Yaakov Yosef. The second is Ben Porat Yosef. And the third is Tzotnas Paneach, <laughs> all to do with Joseph. So beautiful. And he was a huge Litvisha Talmud Chachum who then um, came over to the revolution, to the camp of the Baal Shem HaKadosh. So he's going to trope on the words, and it was at the end of two years, okay? Remember, Pharaoh's having this dream. There are some who say they, that he had the same dream every night for two years and forgot it. A very interesting drush. But it was after two years. Now, this is the way the Toldos Yaakov dives into this. It says in Breshid Rabbah, when Jacob awoke from his sleep, the way that Pharaoh awakens from his dream, from his, uh, his, his, his sleep, Jacob also had a Vayikat Mishnaso. Tehainu, we're told, his Shnaso doesn't mean Shena, but Mishnah, Shina, repetitiveness, meaning his studying. He awoke from his studying. Now, what does that mean? So, he awoke from his studying. He was studying all along, and then suddenly he awoke from it. That there are two interpretations of awakening from his sleep. Aleph, Loshan Shina. First of all, he was sleeping and he woke up. Second, Loshan Shone Velomed. A Talmud Chachem is Shone Velomed. He's repeating because everything was uh, in those days oral. There was no writing. So the oral tradition was the only way to know it by heart was to compete repeating it. Velomed and learning it. Ushnehem emes. So he says that they're both true, meaning the literal waking up from the sleep and the waking up from some kind of crisis in his studying, some kind of change that happens in which he was in a dormant state while studying Torah before, and then he awakens from that dormant state to a kind of enlightened learning of Torah. They're both true. And then he makes the beautiful statement that you don't have to take the literal reading of the text and the Midrashic reading of the text is in any way contradictory, the way I do. Right? I read the Midrash as a reading against the grain. He say, no, 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 this is deep shot. This is a continuation. Why? Now he's going to talk about a mystical view, but she quotes from Bava Metzia and the Gemara and Erevin that the, the Levushe HaTorah, through the garments of Torah, the world was created, and that's called night and sleep. Night and sleep. Why? Ki ikar esek levusha Torah hu He's now going to tell you a theology of halacha. 
It is dazzled. What is that theology of halacha? Leida dine hatuma vataira osu muta. You can't work in this world halachically without knowing uh, the difference between tuma and tara, impurity and purity. That which is osu to eat and that which is muta to eat. Meaning all that behavioral halachic derivatives that we get from Torah is merely the levushim of Torah the externalities of Torah that is called night and sleeping. So through the studying of the panemius of Torah, whatever that means, right? It's the secrets of Torah. It's certainly not the halachic aspects of Torah. The world is the world to come is created. Now, Olam Haba doesn't mean sequentially. Olam Haba is superimposed on Olam Hazeh. Olam Hazeh is the world of the matter and form, Gashmias. Olam Haba is the world of spirit, according to Chassidut. No, no, it's got nothing to do with the rewards of the world to come, no. So there is the nefesh of this world, which is the levushe Torah. And then there's the neshama of this world, which is the pnimius of Torah, the nikroyom. So we've now developed themes, day and night, levushim, outer garments, and pnimius, the inner body. Halacha and the pinimis of Torah. No, he's saying two are true. Both are true. He says shnei emes, the the sleeping and the learning. What does it mean that Jacob awoke from his sleep? He awoke from this sleepiness, which is what? Asek, which is nighttime, which is the involvement in Limud Levushe HaTorah, the externalities of the halachic behavioral aspects of Torah. That's what he said. Now, the Daigle is going to trope on that, but not for today, in which he quotes his told us. He quotes this very chapter and says it, it was even it was even more of a crisis than that. That waking up was even more of a crisis. And I wrote about that last week. So I'm going to give you the, it's under my theological essays because I didn't teach it. I just wrote it up. It took me two weeks to write up. And that's the, um, in the end I said the new path of MS is the way the Jacob wakes up, which is a dialectical path and uh, becoming Yisrael from Yaakov that's for you is what what he's doing okay now let's take what that taught us about Jacob waking up and apply it to Pharaoh and it was at the end of two years that is he woke up from the sleepiness of learning merely the externalities of Torah and he was learning halachas and transformed that into learning the pnimis of Torah that's why it says two years 
By Jacob it says, by Yikas Mishnato, from his sleep. Here it says, after two years, at the end of Shnatayim Yamim. Shnatayim, Dahainu, base, two, Bechinus Limotanao. Aleph Nikroshena, base Nikroshona. Meaning, he's waking up from his sleep, yeah, he's been dreaming, but he's also waking up from his learning um, practice, which initially was external, and now he's waking up from night into day. The day means Olam Haba, which means the Pnimius of Torah. Ki belimut Pnimius HaTorah Nikra Yamim, heipach limut levushe HaTorah, because learning the Pnimius HaTorah is called day, or daytime, because you need the light of the inner divine to shine, to be able to see through the darkness of just the black letters, which is the opposite of learning the Levushe Torah, the Hanigla Shel Torah, Shenikra Laila Vashem. Okay, well, what's that got to do with Pharaoh? Well, Pharaoh isn't Pharaoh, and Joseph isn't Joseph, right? These are all archetypes of the spiritual path. Uparo Cholem, and Pharaoh was dreaming. Well, what does that mean? Ki paro hu loshon nigle. Paro is an expression of that which is revealed. Rashi says that. Limud benigle kenoda. So paro cholem means that the cholem is the nista shunakuda lamala meosius. Cholem. The Vav has a dot above it that makes it a cholon, so rather than a chirik, right? So the dot above it is a chol. Uparo cholon means the cholon is the nista, which is the nakuda above the osius. Why? You don't know how to pronounce that Vav. That is nista. Just by reading a Vav in the Torah, you have to have a Masora as to how to read it, as an U or as an O. So that vowelization is already one level of Nista. Remember, there are four levels of Nista. There's the va- there's the letters, the osius, then the Nakudos, which is a Masora, that's Torah Shabal Peh. Then there's the the, the um, Ta'amim, that's the Nigun that we learn, the chanting, that's even a higher level. And then there is the thorns, the Torah, the Tagin, the thorns. Those are the four levels in Kabbalah of the Torah. Only one is revealed in black and white, that's the Osius. The Cholom is Nista, it is hidden, which is that dot above the, the Osius. Haremes Lepnimiesa Torah. So Paro is the Nigla, and Cholom is the Nista. Paro reveals, and Cholom is the Nista. Vizeshama, Vihine Omed Al Hayar. And in his dream, he's standing by the Ya'ar. The Ya'ar is the Nile River. As it says in Tikkunim, uh, Tikkun 21, when he commands that all firstborn sons should be thrown into the Nile, or Ihura. What does that mean? That it's, it's not about the historical fact of throwing them into the Nile. The Yeora is the Nile, which is the god of Egypt, meaning it contains or Yeora towards the light, or Ihuraz ha Yeora osius ha Yeora. Towards the Nile is the same words as embracious and let there be light ha Yeora. So the Nile River to them was the klipa of the divine light that we have. Everything in Egypt is the mirror image. So Pharaoh is standing by the Nile means he is enlightenment. He's receiving enlightenment from the aura.
floor of that Nile. Veremes are limut pinimius hatoro shinikra or gematriaraz. And that is hinted at learning the pinimius of Torah, the secrets of Torah, which are called light, which is the gematria of Raz. So now we have moved completely away from the Pshat. Paracholeim, the Nigla finally awakens to the Cholam, to the dot, which is the hidden parts of Torah. How? By approaching the Yor, by going towards the Or, which is the light, which is the gematria of Roz, which is the mystery. The mysteries of Torah are the lights of Torah that finally someone who is engaged in Nigla at some point in his life says that's not enough and he awakens up to the nista. He's omeid al because the physical posture of sitting and learning is Torah Shabal and you're steiging and learning Torah Shabal that's sitting and the panemius of Torah it is so exalted that um, Rabbi Chaim Vital says that it has to be done standing. And that's what it means, Omed al Okay, now he carries on with the dream. So this dream isn't just a dream for him, and it's not about Egypt. It's all about the transformation that every adept who's studying Torah all his life has to at some point wake up to, and that is the secrets and the mysteries of Torah. Okay, well, carry on with the dream. Vehine minha yor, and from that Nile River, olot sheva parot yafot mareh, seven beautiful fat cows. What does that mean? Ki kamosha yesh mitzvahs piri of a rivia begufa odom, just like. Parot Yafot, Piria Verivia, meaning that a person engages in relations to produce the next generation in the body of a person. Kach Yech Mitzvah's Piria Verivia Torah. So too, in the spiritual life of a person, there is the three stages of producing a new Chiddush. That is, Ibur, pregnant, gestation. Leda, birth, very painful. Yanika, suckling, to produce, the, to nurture the, the idea forward. That metaphor, it transmits also into any kind of creativity. Anyone who tells you they write a book or an essay, it has to be birthed. It's, it's excruciatingly painful at some times to birth that idea and produce a work, right? Once you've produced it through the pain, it has to gestate, then it produced, then you have to nurture it and you have to revise it and refine it, okay? So, yesh mitzvah's period verivia belima So, that metaphor of gestation, birth, and suckling also occurs in limutator, in the spiritual path. Zeshenem asheva parod. Meaning, it's a type of learning halacha bezayin ponim. That is, a learning Torah with seven faces. Now, seven faces represent the Sephiros, of which six faces are revealed. The last six Sephiros are revealed. They have light. 
But the seventh sphere, which is Malchus, has no light of her own. She's Nista. Now, this kind of gestation and birthing and, and suckling occurs both in the bright side of life and in the dark side of life. In Kabbalah, everything is dualistic. It's a very Gnostic universe. So if I am learning this Kabbalah, this deep secrets of Torah, Lishma, my Yetzatov is learning it, meaning I'm doing it for no ulterior motive than to get at the truth. There's an opposite side, as we know. People do it, Mitzad Yetzahoreshelo Lishma. You know, I want to be called Rebbe. I want to be bigger than you, right? And those are the seven fat cows and the seven lean cows. It's such a, it's like this is coming out of his dream, right? He's just dreaming this dream and he's coming out with this amazing drush. So the seven fat cows are those who are learning the six revealed laws and the seventh hidden law for the sake of itself without any ulterior motive. And the seven bad cows, the lean cows, the lousy cows, are those people who misuse the Nistorus of Torah, the secrets of Torah for their own purpose. But if a person is Navon, as a man of understanding, and he is a Pikeach, just like Joseph, who is a Navon, and he advises Pharaoh how to plan for the bad years from the good. It's not like there are good people and there are bad people, but each of us have a good side and a dark side, the question is, I need a Yosef, I need a Tzaddik, to help me transform the seven lean cows into the seven fat cows. How do I transform all the motivations that I have for studying and all these, all the baggage and the psychological baggage that I'm carrying in my Torah and my mitzvahs to transform it into the seven good cows, which means I'm doing it for its own sake. Every person needs the Tzaddik, the Joseph, to help him, because everyone's a pharaoh, to transform that. The definition of a chacham is someone who learns from everybody. Okay. And that's what it means that Pharaoh awoke from his sleep. The Shuv Vyoshan. And then he went back to sleep and he awoke again. Again, there is this Midrash that he, for two years, he was dreaming and, and woke up and then didn't wake up. And that's what it means that Paro awoke from his dream. And then he went and fell asleep again every night for two years. Because he didn't have Joseph at that point to interpret the dream. Well, I got something better for you. Later. Because Pharaoh was sleeping. And in the two years when he was sleeping and waking and sleeping and waking, there were two aspects. One, literal sleep. And one, the old style of learning. And it's important to wake up from that sleep of learning Torah just for the rule book. That's what it means that they were going up the corner. 
So I think that, that this is an absolutely brilliant Torah in the sense that what he has done is taken us from the literal reading of waking up from sleep to the Midrashic reading, which clearly doesn't mean sleep, but means learning, to a kind of mystical reading in which there's two types of learning. There's learning the outer levushim of Torah and the inner uh, secrets of Torah. At the same time, the seven fat cows and the seven lean cows represent every person's struggle to emerge from that old style of sleeping and learning uh, to this new style. And it requires the Joseph, who is the tzaddik, the person who is the chacham, the navon, in order to effect that change.